0: Do you think that the party starts when you get there? Do you ask strangers to watch your stuff? Were you raised by wolves? Let's find out. It's Nick Layton
1: and I'm Leah Bonneman. and we're
0: in New York today and let's just get right down to it with our amuse-bouche Amuse-bouche. Ooh, like that. Oh, thank you. So today I want to go to Thailand.
1: All right. So you're in a Thai restaurant. I am. Do you ask for chopsticks? Uh, if I'm getting noodles.
0: Oh, somebody knows something. I'm having
1: a pad Thai or a pad CU. Okay. All
0: right. Color me impressed. So <laughs> yes, In Thailand, these are not really chopstick people. They use utensils. They're really mostly spoon people. And so you would not automatically ask for chopsticks if you were going to go have Thai food. And the history on this is a little murky. Most stories said that there was a Thai king, uh, Rama V, if you will. And he did some traveling uh, in the late 19th century. He went to Singapore, he went to Europe, and he was very impressed by, I guess, everybody's eating habits. And he sort of brought this back to Thailand. And when you're a Thai king and you're like, we're using forks and spoons, people are like, we're going to use that. <laughs> you're the king. No problem. And so people in Thailand are really sort of fork and spoon people. And they use it in a slightly different way than what we do. In a Thai restaurant, you would hold the spoon in your right hand and you'd hold the fork in your left hand. And And would use the fork to sort of scoop food into the spoon Mm. and then you eat with the spoon. So you kind of move the food that way. If you are having a noodle dish, as you've mentioned, those come from China. Chopsticks, no problem because it is difficult (laughs) to eat bad Thai with a spoon. And I do love the chopsticks. So you can use chopsticks then. But if you're just having a masaman curry, like use a spoon. Uh, use a fork. Like don't use chopstick for that.
1: And I love the idea of sort of a a, a move with the fork into mm-hmm. the spoon. That's That fun. is proper.
0: That is proper Thai table manners. So that's how it goes. Fantastic. And we're back. And now it's time for a question of etiquette. Oh, let's go deep. let do it. I want to talk about being on time. Big one. So I am known famously for always being on time which I'm sure sounds so shocking to our audience. But the reason why I'm always on time is like most New Yorkers, I have a fear of dying in my apartment alone and not being found. Oh. And so if I'm always on time to everything, if I'm ever late, you'll know something is wrong and you will come and check on me. I will come and check on you. So if I'm like a minute late, I might be dead. Follow up. Right. So that's why I'm always on time. But I think being on time is just super important when it comes to etiquette, when it comes to everything, few things bother me more than people that are late.
1: Yeah. I don't mind when people are late once in a while. I mind people who are late chronically. Sure. And give me lame excuses.
0: Yeah. Because I think it's an etiquette crime because it affects other people. Yeah. Etiquette crimes that don't affect other people, not really crimes or mild crimes. If you eat soup the wrong way and you spill it on yourself, has not really impacted my life. Right. Not really a problem. Keeping me waiting... That's a problem.
1: I recently noticed, mm. and I have a theory about it. Okay. I hate to, I think men do it more. Okay. Um, but I have had a woman do it to me. I should know that you're going to be late when you know that you're going to be oh, late. Oh,
0: sure. This is transcends the
1: sexes. Yeah. But I mean, I have men do it more to me than women. Okay. Where, um, like, we're going to a gig together, and I knew they knew they were going to be late. Mm-hmm. There's no way they just found out they were going right. to be this late. I feel, and maybe this is just me making it up, that they think that I as a woman am going to scold them or get angry. So they're trying to push it off. Oh, Whereas I'm not, I'm an adult and you could have something come up. I just need to know when you knew so then I can reschedule my stuff.
0: So you think they're delaying letting you know because they, the they, they don't want to be conflict. They
1: don't want to be quote unquote, yell- I've had a guy say to me, I don't want to get yelled at. And I was like, I'm going to yell at you? Am I your mom? Yeah. What is this weird That's relationship That's a weird you have-
0: thing that he's got going
1: on. I've had it happen with more than one man, which is why I'm bringing it up. Mm. And I am also not a yeller. I, I'm, I'm not here to decide your life's rules. You just need to let me know when you know yeah. so I can continue on my path. For me, I feel like
0: when you're late, it is like stealing. You have stolen something from me. Like time is money. You have stolen time from me that I cannot have back. And that feeling of theft is how I feel about it. That visceral, like if I stole your phone. Right. That feeling of violation, that's how I feel when someone is late. So I I definitely have a very strong visceral No, I'm
1: actually feeling it in the air. I I don't mind, you know, also I'm chronically early which because I'm so afraid of being late because the trains go down so much. Like New York isn't a place where you can be like, Oh, I'm going to, this is always going to take this amount of time right? because it's not, that's not how it happens. So like today I felt I perhaps might run a little over. I told you as soon as I realized Mm -hmm. it. Plenty of heads up. And I don't mind if people are I'm meeting up with a friend and they're on a train and their train is stuck and they're like, Hey, I'm probably going to be 10 to 15. No problem. I totally understand. But if every time we meet up, you're 10 to 15, then you're not leaving on time. Right. So I think some people who
0: are always late don't understand what it does to other people or how it affects them. And I think what it says to other people is that like, you don't have your life together, that you're selfish, that your time is more valuable than other people's time, that I'm not a functional adult, that you're not worth the effort. Like it says all of these horrible things, none of which are good. And how this affects you, if you want to just like be selfish about it is this holds you back at work. This holds you back in relationships. So, like, being late will lead to you dying uh, single and penniless. <laughs> I mean, and jobless.
1: Nick is really <laughs> invested in this topic. <laughs> yes, the entire
0: point of this entire podcast <laughs> was to get to this segment. I really feel
1: like this yes. is really the um, in in deep inside yeah, of you. No, this
0: cuts real deep because also, you know, those people who are like, "Oh, I'm always late." Like, somehow announcing it excuses it. No. No, you're just always late. It's not charming.
1: Yeah, you're like, oh,
0: you mean you're always rude? Yeah. And like, oh, fashionably late is not actually a thing. That's not a thing.
1: Yeah, there's no such thing. I don't want to be the first person to the party.
0: There are certain occasions where timing matters. But if you arrive at a seven o'clock cocktail party at 7.15, you are not considered late.
1: Right, that's a different thing. As a society, we
0: have agreed that that is still considered on time. If we had a seven o'clock meeting... And you show up at 7.15, you are late. Yes, Right. So context is definitely key. So how do you be on time? Here are some tips, maybe. Maybe people don't know how to be on time. Leave early. Yeah. Give yourself enough time. But even before that, when you agree to the thing, look to see if this is feasible for your life. Yeah. Look at your calendar. Can I get to the thing I'm at before that to the thing? Right. Like, is this even possible? If I'm in Los Angeles, can I get to... Los Feliz from Santa Monica during rush hour in 15 minutes. No, don't, don't take that appointment. Don't agree to be there at a certain time. Like there's a certain just reality that you need to accept when you're scheduling.
1: Right. Also, I have friends that I, that'll say, Hey, I'm just leaving. And I know they're not just leaving Yeah. because multiple times they've said just leaving. That's Pulitzer Prize or fiction. They're still home.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they're going to be, I'm already there. Mm -hmm. I'm on the way. Mm -hmm. If you were just leaving, you should have given me a heads up. That I shouldn't leave either. Because also just
0: leaving isn't I'm leaving.
1: I've left. I'm not on the way. That's not I'm on the street. That's you're still on the couch. Yeah.
0: So if you're running late, we've already established, communicate this early. Texting after you're already late is not okay. And I think once you arrive, you want to offer an apology. If there was a late fee or there's something happening, like you just cover it, no questions asked. Yeah. I think you want to give an explanation, but not an excuse. So like, I am late because of this. I'm not excusing my behavior. I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know the reason briefly. And then I think we want to then move on. Everyone just accepts this and we move on. I don't think we want to belabor the apology or the explanation or go on about it. I think we just like move on with our lives. Yeah. And I think we want to make an effort to like not do this again.
1: And I wouldn't bring this up because I... I would assume that everybody knows this, but I recently had a person do it to me and I was so shocked. I assumed no other human being would ever do it, but (laughs) um, I was doing this person a favor. Okay. They, I said, well, if you want me to do this favor, I have to meet you at this time. Okay. They were late. You're doing them a favor. Yep. And they were late. Yep. And then when they got there, they asked me if they could do something else really quick. (gasps) That's not okay. So I assume this isn't behavior that, but no, if someone's doing something for you, Mm -hmm. you, don't throw new things in there on. And then also, also, I mean, I can't even, I'm, I'm still in shock.
0: Relatedly. I can't even speak. I'm so blown (laughs) away. Relatedly. I have had friends running late and then they roll up with a fresh iced coffee in their hands.
1: Oh, this person had coffee. (laughs) Right. It's like, I think that coffee is related to you being late. I, I think these are related things. I have said to someone, I'm, Like, I'll be just on time and I'll say, hey, I'm two minutes away. I have to get a coffee. I'm dragging. Mm -hmm. Can I get you a coffee?
0: Okay, that's a nice way to handle that. But
1: I'll know now, sometimes I know I need, if I have to like, sometimes you just need that thing to do well at whatever the thing is. Okay. And so I'm now, recognize I'm going to be five minutes late, but I, as an adult person, know that I need this. I'm telling the person, I'm acknowledging that this is my error and I'm also offering to pick them something up.
0: Right. I think that's a nice way to recover from that. Not to stroll up with a fresh iced coffee. We're just
1: real swinging it around. Yeah.
0: Like, Ooh. oh, this is so good. Mmm, iced coffee. Yeah. Sorry I'm late. Oops. Right. Yeah. Not okay. Finally, it is very important when we're talking about promptness is also to end things on time. So if you were like starting a meeting and the meeting should only be an hour, end at that hour. Conference calls, meetings, appointments, whatever it is. Like if you're in agreement that this thing is only going to take a certain amount of time, don't keep it full over.
1: I agree. And in that same vein, if you ask a person to do something that is at a certain time and they say yes, then don't the next day be like, oh, since we're doing this, there's also these other things that are involved with this thing. And it's these other times. This does not feel hypothetical. No, this feels pretty <laughs> exact. Um, uh-huh. But I, if you have a time thing you're asking somebody, right. give them all the facts of what the time is.
0: Yes, this feels unrelated <laughs> to showing up on time.
1: And because. Well, you mentioned closing on time. Yeah. So if you're going to mention closing on time, I'm going to also mention uh, other times. I see. Just
0: time <laughs> as a topic. Yes. Time in general.
1: Should we now discuss uh, spring forward, fall back?
0: <laughs> nope, we're out of time. Thank you, Leah.
1: Thank you, Nick. <laughs>
0: And we're back. And now it's time to take some questions from the wilderness. Oh, oh, you're getting good at that.
1: I, I Last time I said, let's howl. And it said, okay.
0: Okay, you've been practicing. And by let's,
1: I meant uh, I'm going to do it. Yeah,
0: by let's, it's you. I
1: can't believe I did that. I feel very brazen. It's
0: going to be in my new ringtone. <laughs> Our first question is, what do you do if a stranger asks you to, quote, watch my stuff at a cafe or an airport?
1: I read this and I had a panic attack. This okay. happens so much. I have had this happen,
0: yeah. Yeah. Also,
1: those are two very different, very
0: different locations. Circumstances. Yeah. I can't believe this is the same question.
1: Yeah. Because the airport is a security breach.
0: Okay. You feel like you might be watching. Yeah. I mean, there's a,
1: there is going to be an announcement mm-hmm. of uh, are you watching any strangers things? That's yeah. the announcement. Yeah.
0: True. <laughs> well, no, the announcement is, have you left your bags unattended? It's think, not, are you watching a stranger's bag?
1: <laughs> no, it says, are there unattended bags? Well, you're
0: attending it, yeah, so it's
1: not yours. But it's you don't know what's in it. That's true. But I mean, if it's
0: post-security, I, it's already gone through security. Maybe it did. All right, well, let's focus on coffee first. Yep. So I've been in coffee shops, and you look trustworthy. Mm-hmm. I guess I look trustworthy. I have had people say, like, oh, would you just watch my laptop?
1: Yeah, I'm always the person people ask.
0: You're the go-to, yeah. I,
1: I say I have main face, mm. which is people's like... I've M-A-I-N-E. Like, M-A-I-N-E, whereas people are like... I, I'll leave everything with her.
0: Okay. firstborn. born. Yeah. to take a phone call. So I, I guess this is fine. I can see why this makes people uncomfortable. And I think this question writer wants to know, like, what can they say to get out of it? Right. So I think you could say, like, if you want to be honest, be like, oh, I wouldn't feel comfortable. And I think you could say that. Or you could make it up and be like, oh, I might need to dash before you get back. I'm waiting for a phone call. And you could be like, so I'm, I cannot be held responsible because I have to leave. And then they can find someone else to do this. Mm -hmm. Like that could be an option.
1: I mean, what happens is like, I'll go to a coffee shop to get work done and then maybe you have to use the restroom Mm -hmm. and you don't want to lose your seat. Yeah. You also don't want to carry your laptop into the bathroom. Right. So then the only other option is to ask a stranger. Have you ever asked a stranger to do this? No, I feel like I'm putting somebody out. I never want to
0: do something where if it goes bad and someone's like, well, I could see that happening. I never want that to be the thing. Yeah. So like- Oh, my laptop got stolen at the coffee shop.
1: Well, yeah, you left it. You left it. Of course, that happened. I mean, the thing is, if somebody leaves it with me, I'm going to guard it with my life. So, I don't, but I don't want the responsibility. Right. Yeah, and
0: it is a lot of responsibility. And at the airport, this definitely feels a little more provocative.
1: Yeah, I it, think you it, just it, say it, there's I don't more feel of a security
0: sort of situation. Yeah, but also, like, you made it this far. Like, you already got this far with your bags. Like, is it hard for you to just bring it with you? Yeah.
1: Like, I mean. I don't feel like we've answered the question if it's okay to ask people.
0: I think it's always okay to ask if it's not with the expectation that they will say yes. Right. I think if you give them an out, so you make it okay, create a safe space for them to decline, then it's fine. Because chances are like, are they the only person there?
1: I can't imagine declining. I mean, this is the problem of my life. Yeah, (laughs) this is the problem of your life. I just, I just visualized a picture of like everybody in the bathroom, and I'm watching 30 laptops. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be, that would be amazing SNL sketch. Um, yeah, our next question is about a supermarket. They write, the other day I was waiting in line at the supermarket checkout when the cashier asked us to switch to a different queue because she was closing. It wasn't immediately apparent where I had to go, and the guy behind me in line ended up getting there first. He turned around and said, sorry, but with a smirk and started unloading his groceries. Obviously, this guy was a huge jerk, but more broadly, what is the etiquette when a new queue opens up? Do I have to actively alert the people in line in front of me? Is it okay to just go ahead and move if they don't react? What say you? What say you, Nick? So, this guy's a jerk.
1: I think not the writer.
0: Not the writer. No, no, no. No, our line cutter.
1: I mean, I know you meant that. I just wanted to clarify. Okay, we're clarifying.
0: Yes. Um, No, all of our listeners are wonderful people, and we're excited for them to take the time to write them.
1: And we love you. We love you. So, I think the rule
0: is you maintain everyone's line position and you relocate the entire line as it is into the new checkout. That would be the appropriate thing to do. Yes. Well, the real appropriate thing to do is for the supermarket, if she knew she was closing soon, is to say to people like, oh, no, no, I'm closing, when a new person wanted to join the line. Right. And then she would take care of all the people that were already there, and then tranquility rules the kingdom.
1: Right. I think that we can assume, though, that this never happens, especially with the line relocating correctly. So I think maybe we should um, discuss what happens <laughs>
0: in reality, in
1: real time. So I think what's problematic here we're out there with yeah. wild links. I think uh, people go crazy when this happens. It's like you'll never get out of the supermarket. You know what I mean? We're all still going to go through the line. Yeah, people are. I see sweat break out.
0: Yeah. No, this is how parking lot fights happen.
1: Yes, I think
0: the crime here is the guy knew he was breaking the etiquette rules. He
1: knew, of course he knew. And he
0: was not repentant about it. And so that's the crime. Yeah, he's a he's a mean, mean man. Yeah. So I guess this woman could have said like, oh, I'm so sorry. I think I was in line in front of you. She could have said that and like try and cut in front of him. Although maybe that's not feasible at this point. I guess I would just glare at him very hard. Maybe mutter something on my breath like, oh, I guess you're in a hurry.
1: so i think what happens is people get pent up from seeing all these sort of like acts of disrespect happen and people knowing they're doing something rude to you and don't even acknowledge it so then you have it all sitting inside of you and it needs to go somewhere it's a death of a thousand cuts yeah
0: our next question is it okay to ask for more bread at a restaurant
1: i'm gonna assume yes
0: yeah i think this is okay
1: yeah. That's what they give bread. it to you. Yeah.
0: I think you, if you want more bread, you can ask for more bread. For sure. Now, I do have a friend that feels, Don't take it home. <laughs> don't take it home. Wouldn't occur to me, but
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually know people that take it home and I don't have a problem with it. But I wouldn't be like, can I get an extra basket so I can take it home? But if you want to slide a piece out and put it into your napkin and dump it in your purse, have at it. Um, We're going to table <laughs> that. Well, we'll get back to that. Oh, we're going to under the table that and slip <laughs> it into our bag.
0: <laughs> okay. Put a pin in that. I do have a friend that actually finds the whole bread thing a little awkward because there can be a dynamic with a waiter where you're like, the bread might be something they charge for. And so you want to ask it in such a way or like a sauce on the side or like some accoutrement you're asking for that you're not sure whether or not there's a charge for it. And then the waiter is like, Oh, happy to bring you this thing. But like, so, you know, there's like a $5 thing for this thing. And I have a friend that doesn't like that interaction um, and can find that sometimes awkward. And so their strategy is they always say, Oh, may we order more bread? May we order this thing on the side? And so the idea of, saying, I want to order more of this thing, gives the waiter like a signal, like if there's a charge, I'm cool with it. So we don't even have to talk about it. Just Uh, bring me the thing.
1: Oh, okay. I would though would think that if there was going to be a charge on the bread, I don't want it.
0: Okay. Yeah. If you're concerned about a charge. So
1: that's why I wouldn't say that. And there are
0: restaurants. I was someplace recently that charged $6 for bread. Are
1: you serious? (laughs) Six dollars.
0: I mean, that's aggressive. Even for New York City. That's aggressive. I've never
1: been in a place where they charge
0: for bread. And so we ordered it because we're like, this must be. The bread. Amazing bread. And it was two little pieces no. of like brown bread. No. And we're like, $6? Wow. I
1: just didn't even know it was possible that people would charge you for bread. I, in places where bread is a thing, yeah. But if you offer me bread when I sit down, I guess it's they put it on the table. If you put it down. If you put it down, that's. That's totally,
0: that's bread, have at it, eat it. Yeah. It's often like, there's a Middle Eastern restaurant I know where it has sort of like a delicious flatbread that comes with like the meze yeah. thing. And if you want more of that, they do charge you for it. And there is always this very weird interaction when you want to order more bread and they'll be like, oh, so, you know, it's another $10. And so you're like, okay, fine, just bring more. But if you just had automatically said, oh, may we order more bread, we're all on the same page. Bring it. And if there was no charge for this thing normally and you said order it, well, no problem. It won't be on your bill.
1: Right. So people... Are but if, if something I think is free and there's a charge, I want to know.
0: Yes. A restaurant should disclose something that is something they're charging you for, which feels unusual.
1: Yeah. It does feel very unusual. And diners
0: do get unhappy when something shows up on their bill, which they were not expecting. Yeah, Right. Our last question is, when a light turns green and the person in front of you doesn't go, how long should you wait before you honk?
1: Give them a second okay, to see the light. And then some people just need to like, and then gas and go. Okay.
0: This was Leah attempting to drive a manual transmission vehicle. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: You, you didn't seem, I would like whatever you're doing with your hands and then <laughs> gas and go. Okay. Some people in New York, the light changes. And as it's changing, the person behind right. you, which is like honking, give them a second. Right.
0: So I actually watch a bunch of YouTube videos of traffic lights because it's cold out. I didn't want to actually go outside (laughs) and like look at traffic lights. But I watched the traffic light videos. And I wanted to see at what point did I feel the impulse at a green light to honk. And then I had a stopwatch. This is what I do for you people. This is incredible. This is what I do for you people out there. I'm watching YouTube videos, what it has done to my algorithm. Oh my God. So at three seconds, I wanted to honk. At five, it felt very long.
1: Oh, five is long. At 10 seconds,
0: it's like, what are we doing?
1: At 10 seconds, you have to assume the person in front of you is having an emergency situation. So five seconds felt
0: like a long time where I think you're totally within the bounds of etiquette.
1: I also think there's differences in honking. Sometimes you're honking just to let people know, heads up. Right. So it's like a gentle honk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hey, did you see this? Right. And you give that one first. You don't lay on your horn. Right. Another way to think about this is if you have honked at this person and
0: then you both end up at the same barbecue and now we have to see each other all afternoon, how much time would you want to wait before you honked at this person? Yeah. So whatever that amount of time is, that's the amount of time.
1: Because sometimes when people are driving, people will honk just to make sure somebody saw something and it's not an aggressive honk.
0: Right. All right. So it's all about tone.
1: Yeah. Watch your tone? Your honk tone.
0: Hmm. Good advice. And we've got good advice for you. Maybe. I don't know. Send it to us. We'll give it our shot. Yeah. Send it to us through our website, wereyouraisedbywolves.com, or you can send us a text message or leave us a voicemail, 267-CALL-RBW. Whoop, whoop. And now it's time for Intermezzo.
1: Intermezzo. So this episode
0: is brought to you by Book of the Month.
1: It's really true. I want I want a cozy town or a woods. Or both. Or also take a city. You know, let's be honest. Okay. yeah, As long as there's <laughs>
0: murder or suspense, you're there.
1: <laughs> I like if there's some food.
0: So you out there, you can get your first book for just $5 using promo code PEDALS. So go to com, use promo code PEDALS, and get your first book for just $5. And now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by... Book of the month.
1: I am loving getting to pick my books of the months.
0: This the part of the show where we play a game we like to call Vent or Repent. Woo! And this is our opportunity to vent about some bad etiquette thing that's happened to us, or we can repent about some etiquette faux pas we've committed. So, Leah, would you like to vent or repent?
1: I'm going to vent, but I feel like I always go first, so I just want to give you the opportunity to go first if you would like it's to. It's not
0: true, but I'd be delighted to go first. Okay. So, I'm going to vent... Surprise. And this is about my favorite place I go on the weekends for avocado toast and other delightful things. And there's always a long line. It's a very popular place. And I usually go right after the gym. So I'm like solo, table for one, and I sit at the counter in the window. Great. So I'm always in the window, and it's always a long line outside. And people waiting for tables are acting like orphans from Oliver. And they are at the glass, staring at my food. No. Four inches away. No. So close that they are steaming Up the window. No. Uh, And so they are staring at me, trying to eat my avocado toast in, in peace. And it's very uncomfortable. And talk about boundaries. And I guess they think like the glass somehow makes a difference. You're like, I can see you. You're four inches away. They are steaming up the glass. You have to be very close to glass. And the counter is right at the glass. So... The edge of my toast is probably three inches from the glass. And now they are two inches from the glass. So there's only five inches between your face and my avocado toast. That's wild. And you can't really like shoo them away. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can't be like, move. Move. And sometimes I try and create a little like barricade with like an extra menu. <laughs> <laughs> like put up a book. Right. But they're like looking at your entree like, oh, that looks good. Right. And it's like, I'm a person. Yeah. Who's trying to eat this thing. It's so weird. Yeah, It's very weird. I don't like it and don't do that. And just personal space. It just checks off a lot of boxes.
1: Yeah. So I just don't vent. look at people. Lean, don't lean in on people's food through a window. No, don't
0: do that. Yeah. It's very
1: weird. Oh my goodness.
0: All right. Let's hear it, Leah.
1: Okay. We've touched on this mm-hmm. in another episode. I just unbelievable.
0: Okay. We have not solved this problem.
1: No, we have, but I just want to kick it back home. <laughs> okay. Um, this happened during a comment at a comedy show, but I, I can imagine it happens right when you get off stage, you're still in your head. Mm-hmm. I assume that people have this in, you know, when you're in your head. Yeah. Like, setting the example, I was in my head. I'd just come off stage. It was like a big crowd. This man walked out to me who I knew I knew, but I even wasn't there yet. I'm still in my brain. I'm walking. I'm at work. Okay. But even if I wasn't, this still would have been appropriate. Okay. He says, hey, Leah, great to see you. Something, something, something that's irrelevant here. And then I say, oh, thanks so much. And then I keep going because I'm not where I should be stopping. Mm-hmm. And then he gets my attention and he goes, what's my name? <gasps> say my name. Um, Can you believe it. What? I, I,
0: I have some follow-ups.
1: Obviously he felt insecure that I didn't know his name and he thought Read maybe this the would. the room, buddy. I, you know, because I just gotten off stage and it was like a high pressure show and I was under a amount of dress. And I also felt like that was very. It's accusatory. It's accusatory. You're trying to shame me. It yeah. also felt slightly misogynist. Mm. I can't imagine that he would say to a man, say my name. Yeah. Cause he wouldn't. I lost my temper. And. Not in a bad way, but just for me, I usually just go along with whatever, because uh, whatever. And it doesn't matter. But I did something physically that was enough of a signal for another female comic is who this was on an the event show. Is or a pen No, this is a vent. <laughs> okay. I'm not at all sorry for <laughs> okay. what I did. She came over and stood next to me because oh. she noticed that I, I threw my hand up. Oh. And I was like, whatever you're well, doing right now is inappropriate and you will not speak to me this way. Wow. And then he goes, can we take a picture? And uh, I go, no, we can't. You have
0: lost the privilege
1: of taking a picture of with Leah Bonema." I go, I don't need you to try to make me, this was later, because then he followed. I was like, I'm not gonna explain to you now that I know who you are. You just caught me in a bad place because you don't deserve that. But I just say my name. Say my name. Is this a repent, no. <laughs> I did feel guilty for a second, but then I was like, no, he's yeah. banking on me feeling guilty. And what is this about? Unbelievable. Like,
0: did you know his name though? Yeah. Okay.
1: I know who it is. Okay. Uh, wow. And I was totally played. I was like, thank you so much. And then I was like, I'm in the middle of something. Yeah. But I've never, I just, my hand just came up just because I was like boundary.
0: Yeah. Physical boundary.
1: You will not speak to me. And I felt good that I said that. I did, wasn't just like, didn't say, but I was like, no. So whatever this is, uh, no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Whatever game you want to play, not playing it.
1: Say my name. Can you imagine? People like putting people
0: on the spot. I think some people find their sport in that and they find it fun to make people squirm. Some people get off on that.
1: Yeah. And I don't want to engage in that at all. Yes.
0: That's considered rude.
1: That's why I was like, I'm not engaging. Yeah. Now, even if I know your name, I'm not telling you Mm. because I'm not, I'm not going to make it okay that you did that. Yeah. So I think setting that boundary,
0: totally fine.
1: I never do that, so it felt wild. Congratulations. Thank you.
0: So, Leah, what have we learned?
1: I think that I was verified in something. I knew, because I know you, that inside being late would be a crime that against it, person, It's
0: a high crime and misdemeanor. I'm calling the Hague. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So I I knew that in my heart, but it has now been verified <laughs> right. that I was correct, that that is at the top of the crime list.
0: But one of my favorite things about you is that you are an on-time person. Oh, thank you. Of all your qualities.
1: <laughs> that is
0: my number one favorite. Well, that is uh, my dad. Okay. Well, thanks, Dad uh, Bonoma. Yeah, he's a very on-time man. Okay. Well, he's done good. <laughs> and I learned that... I will never ask you to remember my name. (laughs) If you don't know it, no problem.
1: I also never will forget your name. You know, I'm a little unforgettable.
0: But if you did, no problem. Well, thank you, Leah. Thank you, Nick. And thanks to you out there for listening. If I had your address, I'd send you a handwritten note on my custom engraved stationery. Please subscribe to the show and leave us a review and follow us on Instagram. I make all of those Instagrams myself. They're
1: so fun. Nick's so great at it. Check out
0: my handiwork. And you can like us on Facebook and you can visit our website, whereyouraisedbywolves.com. And now hopefully nobody will ask, were you raised by wolves? See you next time. Bye. Bye. Okay, Leah, I'm getting up my stopwatch. We have 30 seconds to say nice things. Ready, set, go.
1: I've had a bunch of people really reach out to me about my Colbert set Mm -hmm. and uh, share it or send me like a nice email or text or voicemail. And it has meant honestly the world to me, how kind people have been about it. And it's really filled my heart and Mm. I really appreciate it more than I think people know. Um, So it's been very wonderful and I appreciate that kindness. Okay. Well, that's very nice. And you came in under the gun. So Nick's only giving us 30 seconds. So I'm going to start his clock. That is plenty. Because if I gave you more time
0: and we solved all of society's problems and there was no more bad etiquette, this show would cease to exist. And then what would we do? I know, but we're just, we're just doing thank yous. (laughs) Okay. And so go. All right. So I recently visited a friend in St. Louis this past weekend and I was leaving the plane. We got back to Newark. Everybody waited for the person in front of them to get up out of their seat, put their coat on, get their bag out of the overhead bin, and proceed down the aisle. And it was shocking and civilized. And I was like, what is happening here? So people of United Flight 4368 from (laughs) St. Louis to New York, I salute you. Well done. This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. So Leah...